Welcome to a Frugal Athlete Podcast, where we interview athletes, both current and former, on the prudent financial practices and smart career decisions they are making. In these episodes, we dive into what it means to be a frugal athlete. You might think that frugal just means being cheap, but as you will soon learn, being frugal is more complex than that. Hey, what's up? I'm Amobi Okugo, a.k.a. a frugal athlete. So check this out. We came out with an all-new, extensive, brand-new course. Our course, Rookie Mistakes, is a course that helps young athletes and individuals avoid the common mistakes when starting your career. I provide real-life examples, lessons, insights, all that and more to teach you how to identify the rookie mistakes before you make them. And trust me, I've made a lot. It's all about giving yourself the best foundation and head start to build financial and career stability. For more information or to get the course, check out the link in bio. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of a Frugal Athlete Podcast. Today, we got a very, very special guest. Today is a very, very special day. Happy NIL Day. It's probably going to be a national holiday in the coming months, coming years, whatever. Um, But today, we got Jared Umar, who is uh, a young entrepreneur, someone that's changing the game, someone that I've known for quite some time. I never got the intro. I had to wait patiently, but made some time to connect with him and he got a lot of exciting things in the works, um, and we're going to talk all about that today because of everything he's doing in the, you know, athlete student space, uh, marketing space, entrepreneurship space, and I'm excited for you guys to learn a lot from him. Just like I got my notebook out ready because uh, I know it's going to be a masterclass. So, Jared, first and foremost, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? It's definitely a pretty busy day. You know, um, upcoming national holiday. Uh, for the first time in, in history, had this opportunity to provide, you know, uh, resources and capabilities to student athletes. It's been pretty busy uh, alongside <laughs> the full time gig. But, you know, such is life is getting after it. Everything yeah, most definitely. End? Yeah, everything's good on my end. And so for context, we are shooting this uh, episode on July 1st, 2021. Uh, NCAA and governing bodies have announced that student athletes or as I like to say, athlete students are now able to make money off their name, image, and likeness. And uh, Jared is one of the key members that is leading the way for athlete students to you know, monetize off their name, image, and likeness. So with that being said, Jared, give us some context into your background. I know we're gonna get into all the things that you're doing, but how did you get to where you are now? Yeah, for sure. I definitely appreciate you um, having me on. Appreciate the question. For myself, uh, my name is Jared Humer, uh, originally from Brooklyn, New York, uh, grew up, following the likes of the Sebastian Telfairs, the Stefan Marbury's, the Lance Stevenson's, the Tobias Harris's, the Kemba Walker's of the world. I've always been uh, affluent and, you know, just very interested in sports marketing and partnerships. I watch um, Magic Johnson start Magic Johnson Enterprises. I watched uh, George Foreman. That's the first thing I learned how to cook. <laughs> on <a journey. laughs> You know, um, I've been just pretty, pretty avid of partnerships, corporate partnerships, uh, athlete endorsements for athletes. Uh, I went to college down in Florida A&M University, the number one HBCU in the world, uh, worked pretty closely uh, with student government as well as the athletic department and a few things. Uh, and as I got my career started, I uh, interned at, at companies such as PepsiCo, uh, such as Wells Fargo. Uh, and and I, I, after school, uh, I found myself getting an opportunity at Rock Nation, where I worked on brand and strategic partnerships for quite some time with the likes of DJ Khaled, Rudy Gay, uh, Karis LeVert, you know, um, before they got Kyrie and everybody else that they have now, <laughs> was, was on, not necessarily on ground, but making cold calls and, you know, utilizing my network to provide opportunities for that amazing client list 
Um, but just throughout that process, I always followed college sports and, you know, saw that athletes were being taken advantage of. Um, granted, you know, they did have a massive platform to perform and, you know, get the name out there for future endeavors. But some people are peaking their influence while playing collegiate sports, you yeah. know, and it's something I just never, never agreed with. Um, so it, it that's kind of like what started, you know, my thoughts for athletic, you know, um, most most recently I'm coming off of a gig with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers where I work at Corp Partnership Development. So throughout COVID, uh, uh, pretty much before COVID, but COVID kind of like speed things up for us a little bit. Uh, we had the opportunity to connect with up to like to date, probably about 400 people, whether it's, you know, different brands on a local, regional and national level, um, different student athletes themselves, different former student athletes, different parents, uh, athletic administrators, and just to understand what NIL means to them, you know, and we, we did massive research and what we understood was 86% of student athletes actually live below poverty lines while they're performing as student athletes. So that's something that we're looking to, you know, just provide opportunity and resources for, for not only the students, but it's, but also their uh, communities, you know, because we, we, we figure that, you know, no one's going to get the bag and keep the bag. They're going to provide (laughs) opportunities for people that come after them. So um, we we're looking to uh, furthermore, you know, just be a part of this change and, you know, lead from the front and provide massive opportunity. But yeah, my background is in sports marketing. So I know everything sports marketing. <laughs> no, I respect. And I love what you said, you know, lead with, you know, providing the education and opportunities from that mm-hmm. standpoint. Uh, I don't want to backtrack a little bit, but you did say the number one HBCU in the world. Is that yeah. facts or is is that that's opinion? facts, man. That's okay. facts. I'm, I mean, everyone has their opinion. You know, you, uh-huh. you got the Howards, you got the North Carolina A&Ts of the world that, you know, may may have been a little more commercial. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but as of recently, FAMU's been bringing it. You got a lot of graduates, young alum, you know, older alum, more seasoned mm-hmm. alum that are just like excelling, you know. So I, I definitely wear it on my sleeve. Perfect. And then you talked about, you know, you still have a full time job. Can you talk mm-hmm. about what you're currently doing and like some of the mm-hmm. jobs that you had that led up to, um, you know, breaking off your and, you know, starting the company that you started? Um, Great. I think it's Great really question. important because you got a full spectrum of all mm-hmm. sides of this mm-hmm. whole landscape. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, in undergrad, I interned at Wells Fargo, where I served as a finance intern, where I was more so looking to provide financial literacy to students on campus and open them accounts because Wells Fargo was the official bank of Florida A&M. So you think uh, a hot summer in sunny North Florida uh, had a a button up on like I got now uh, walking around campus, walking around the greater Tallahassee community to get people signed up on the different college campuses. You had FSU right across the street, you know, uh, TCC, Tallahassee Community College, not too far away. Um, That was a great opportunity to just be on ground and connect with people uh, at Pepsi, I actually had that internship in Jacksonville, uh, where it was like a future sales leader program where we worked alongside uh, the the bottler companies and as well as uh, the retailer Dollar General to just make sure we freshened up the end caps and make sure yeah. we're in a fresh perspective for consumers to come in and, you know, just have opportunities to pick up the, their favorite Pepsi products. Um, there's a lot of strategy behind that, but a very, very, very successful internship. Uh, following that, uh, you know, went back to school and finished up. I had a lot of different offers across the wine and spirit industry because I started a company in undergrad called Dream Marketing Group, which actually funded me throughout college. My That's sophomore amazing. And senior year, um, we we were doing it, we 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 like to call it experiential marketing group and agency. Yeah. 
because we were essentially consulting venues on how to bring additional revenue uh, to their to their accounts. Uh, we work with spirit companies such as Picardi, uh, Brown Foreman, Diageo, you know, over the over the years to you know just create some programming to get in front of multicultural audiences. Uh, that's what led to me getting a few offers in the wine and spirit industry. But my my kind of like root and love was always in sports. So that's what kind of like led me to turning down job offers to go and actually intern at Rock Nation. Cause that's, you know, I served as an intern, but was a full-time intern. I wasn't just in there grabbing coffee. I was spending yeah. like 50, 50, 60 hours a week, you know, reaching out on behalf of the client. So um, took that time there, did about six to, I want to say anywhere from six to eight months at Rock Nation. Uh, it was around the 444 time. So had a little FaceTime with Jay at the time. Respect, man. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was an amazing experience. And, uh, you know, just was looking for sourcing new opportunities on behalf of, you know, all of his conglomerates, uh, you know, title, Made in America Festival, as well as his clients. So that was an amazing experience. And, you know, I, I looked at that as I wanted to get somewhere following there where I understood how what what it meant to have your own pipeline and mm-hmm. sell for something that was a little bit harder yeah. <laughs> than you know the client list that was at Rock Nation. So I ended up going to a startup, a consumer intelligence startup, a SaaS platform called Suzy, uh, similar to Athletic. Uh, it's kind of like a B two B platform where I reached out to you know companies such as Microsoft, Apple. Uh, Stanley Black and Decker, you name it. You know, I was looking to get them on our platform. Essentially, it was Dr. Nielsen in real time. Had a pretty successful tenure there. Um, <laughs> my bad for rambling so much. No, no, you're good. I, I think <laughs> it's important that you share the information because yeah. it, all the all your experiences tie into what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, from the standpoint of helping athlete students, mm-hmm. and it's not obviously you know in this space, a lot of people have come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the opportunity. So it's important and, that you know with your experience, you have. Yeah. You know, you've lived it. You've done it. You, you and can I can relate. speak to that exactly. I so I think it's, I think it's important that you're sharing. So it's not rambling at all. I appreciate that. Um, but before I, I definitely appreciate that, man. I appreciate those words. Uh, following my time at Suzy, uh, I was accepted into a fellowship. It's actually funded by Dan Gilbert, all called Venture for America. Uh, that's kind of like what kind of like championed me to joining the Cavs because I had mm-hmm. a little bit of sports experience. I had a a little bit of partnerships experience. I had a little bit of strategy experience and I kind of essentially crafted an email to VP of HR like hey I have all these transferable skills I have this massive interest in Cleveland and this markets and this different properties uh, that you all have and I was fortunate enough to receive the opportunity um, there you know close a few deals um, some regional some local some national and to your point there's a lot of people that have never closed deals before that's looking to get into NIL because <laughs> this is their one time and they're once in a lifetime opportunity to be an agent, yeah. but what they're doing and what I don't want to see athletes do is sign up with these people. You got to do your homework, do your research, um, do your background on these people that are going to be representing you because they're, you know, there's kind of like a report going on right now on various platforms that they're quote unquote agents and representatives asking for massive dollars from brands on behalf of these athletes, you know, um, more than they're technically worth. You know, yeah. just so they can get a big cut, you know, themselves from, from there's the a there was a report earlier today that I read, like mm-hmm. an, uh, a player, his agent asked for, you know, 
forty thousand dollars. Forty thousand dollars. Yeah, one yeah, single, thousand. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like you have to understand your market. Not to say like you you know ask for what you you think you deserve, but there's a there's a way and there's a method around it. So we're seeing that we're seeing some of the same things, man. It's and it's like it's crazy, and it's like um it's it's unfair to student athletes because. I don't, I don't want to say that we don't expect for them to know these things, but you know, they're, they're just kind of like a little vulnerable here, you know, because yeah. if someone reaches out and you know, they're like, I have these opportunities for you. They, they probably willing to vet it out, but I, I uh, employ all of them to not sign any paperwork until having it properly vetted out, you know, by an attorney or a lawyer, or I want everyone to get their own LLC. I want everyone to make sure that they're abreast on, you know, tax, taxes and what that means when you accept uh-huh. funds you know um these are all services that athletic is going to provide you know um so <laughs> that's kind of like a, a soft you know just kind of like plug in there but um, hey, you gotta plug I, your stuff you know i i, I literally I, I i really mean it man uh be be careful who you're working with over these next few weeks no respect and uh, i want to get into before we get into like everything athletic um because <laughs> that is your company what mm-hmm. what makes a good brand partnership like what things to happen, have to happen on both sides for it to be like, all right, this was a successful thing. You're like, you've done deals with Cleveland. You've done mm-hmm. deals with, you know, uh, Rock Nation. You've done mm-hmm. deals in the wine and spirits industry. Like mm-hmm. what makes a good deal where everyone's mm-hmm. happy, you know, mm-hmm. both parties are getting what mm-hmm. they want? I'd say matching personas, um, having an influencer that has the audience that aligns with whatever brand they're looking to identify with. I'd say as well, um, just synergies, you know, that mm-hmm. goes with audiences, but understanding that their objectives can be reached by working alongside this influencer. I, I'd also say the, the right key assets. Um, I've been seeing a few deals get announced with no understanding of what the campaign is. It's just, hey, we have this face and we have this brand. You know, you want to tell a story, you know, yeah. and I'll, I'll round it off with that. You know, storytelling component is 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 key for, for myself. I'm a storyteller myself. I consider myself that um, you have to tell a story in your partnership. You can't just take, you know, 10,000 or you can't just pay 10,000 as a brand, you know, and think you're going to put it out and it's going to create massive impressions. And, you know, your product's going to fly off the shelves because yeah. people want to be intrigued. They want to understand why you're working with this player, not just because the opportunity is available. Why was he different than, why was the quarterback different than the wide receiver? You know, why was the third string better than the first string? Because this, these opportunities are available for everybody. It's not just for the starters and the people that are, you know, about to get drafted. It's for all student athletes, I believe. No, exactly. I think that's really important. You touched on a, a number of different components that, you know, make a successful brand partnerships. And, you know, as we see more and more, we're going to see the ones that are successful and the ones that are unsuccessful. But enough of the, you know, the back and forth. Let's get right into it. Athletic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell us all about it. Mm-hmm. Athletic is an is an AI enabled, fully integrated marketplace, um, allowing student athletes the, for the first time in, in, in for the first time in history to monetize the name, image, and likeness. Uh, you come on our platform, you integrate your social media platforms, you showcase your interests and your persona, who you are, you know, who you not necessarily like who you want to work with, but what you're looking for in a brand partnership. And we'd identify that for you through the platform is tech enabled. Uh, it's pretty seamless. The thought is, and just through the research is that, you know, yourself, you're an athlete, you know, you spend a lot of time, uh, you know, training, you know, um, you spend a lot of time, you know, probably when, when you was in college, you know, um, studying and making sure that you were, you were 
eligible, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, um, we're looking to make sure that these deals get, you know, pursued and vetted out at the speed of business because influencer, ma- influencer marketing managers, they don't have all day to vet out these partnerships. You know, they need platforms such as ourselves to identify who's the right partner and why, you know, um, so it's, it's two sides. It's the athlete side, and the brand side. You know, we have a few dozen brands that we have pending letters of intent to work with. And uh, it's, it's, it's very, very fruitful for them because we're doing all the work for them. You know, um, they can vet it out themselves. But with our platform, it'll be identified and it will be fully vetted out. Oh, that's amazing. So in terms of like how an athlete, athlete student can like best showcase their platform, like what are some things that they need to make sure that they have? Um, do they have to be verified on all these social media platforms? They don't have to be verified. They, uh-huh. they have to be storytelling. They have to be showcasing who they are, you know, beyond under a helmet or, you know, when they have the jersey on. Brands want to brands want athletes that are going to put themselves out there. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's how you intrigue followers. That's how you grow, grow your following. You know, that's how you increase engagement. That's how you increase impressions. You got to put yourself out there, you know, showcase your routine, you know, showcase your practice. You know, um, there's there's several different platforms that they can work alongside to do that, to grow their following. But um, just put themselves out there, I'll say. No. Uh, uh, so on the athletic platform, say mm-hmm. like. Obviously, you have your interests, you have your passions, you have, you know, your following. Um, say there's a brand that I see on the dashboard and it's like, all right, I, I really want to work with them. Can I directly pitch them or is it more the brand has to reach out to me? It's, to- it's more of a process. You you come you you come on a platform and you showcase your interests. It's mm-hmm. on the athlete to accept or decline. You know, the brand is to make an offer. The athlete has opportunity to negotiate, you know, to hire. Uh, <laughs> I would say lower, but no one negotiates lower. But yeah. negotiate what their what their price point is, and they they kind of like go from there. But and we we kind of like have a fully vetted out system where it's kind of like an escrow where the brand will pay, you know, and then the athlete will fulfill whatever the agreement is or whatever the suggestion or suggested campaign is uh-huh. you know, with the contract. And then once they once they fulfill the platform. Well, I'm sorry. Once they fulfill the campaign, they can kind of like just go from there and get paid. That's amazing. So say they have a suggested campaign. Could I come in and be like, this is a great campaign, but I want to be able to do something a little bit more. You can do that, like, too. That's okay. that's all. That's all a part, part of negotiation. And I, yeah. I I employ and I hope athletes, you know, speak out and they suggest what they're interested in. Because mm-hmm. I think what where a lot of partnerships fail is you put like a cookie cutter program together you know, and you don't allow, you know, that person to be themselves, you know, yeah. so we definitely employ our athletes to, you know, make suggestions. I think that would resonate a little bit more with their audience. No, I love that. I love that. So in terms of like some of the do's and don'ts with NIL, mm-hmm. um, let's start with the do's and like the pros, because a lot of times, I mean, not a lot of times, a lot of people are, you know, on either side of the, the swing, you know, mm-hmm. so why is NIL good? And what are some of like the drawbacks that may or may not happen that mm-hmm. we've already kind of discussed? NIL is good because like I kind of like led with 86% of student athletes live below poverty line while, you know, playing. We we yeah. just saw um, Last Chance You, you know, I don't yeah. know if you watched that documentary on uh, Netflix, the basketball one. Yeah. These kids had messy rooms. They, <laughs> you know, yeah. their 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 sneakers are a little busted. You know, nothing against them. You know, yeah. it's just the, the the way of life is. It's massive opportunity to provide access, opportunity, funds, um, resources to these student athletes. You know, um, 
only two percent of them are going to play professionally. Yeah. Um, it's it's not a it's <laughs> it's not a lot of them that make it to that next level. They yeah. making overseas or play semi pro, but the, a lot of these student athletes are at their peak as far as like influence. You know, they they need that. They need these. They need these opportunities. They need yeah. to send somebody home. They need to be able to you know go buy some chicken wings if they want some. They need to be able to sell their merch. You know, yeah. um, that's another opportunity that you could do on the athletic platform. Um, they they just need these this optionality because if you look at it. <laughs> a lot of their their classmates that they're you know in classes with they're making money as influencers yeah. you know they have massive tiktok followings massive instagram trailer followings why aren't you know why are athletes prevented as students you know the opportunity yeah. to do the same thing that their classmates are doing that's that's the opportunity in itself it's, it's life-changing so let me ask you this with uh, let me play devil's advocate, but they're getting scholarships and they're getting all yep. the resources provided for them. Why should they, you know, have to get paid? Uh, and that's not enough, man. That's not enough. That's not enough. That's not enough. The, the, the sports marketing industry on the collegiate space is a multi hundred million dollar industry. I'm not saying that we should take, we should take money from institutions because you know, being that I worked at a professional organization, I understand what the, the house property, the value yeah. there, you know. Um, but even if on a micro versus macro level, there's still opportunity for student athletes to be empowered, to have yeah. their voices amplified, to, you know, be boots on the ground. Something that we've uncovered through conversation with brands is no one knows how to market the Gen Z. You know, um, yeah. there's, there's spots and dots. They're trying, but no one has kind of like mastered it. You know, um, we That's think true. that we, we're we're of the belief that, you know, that that teenage audience that, you know, going into their adulthood audience, there's a massive opportunity to get in front of those specific those particular audiences through NIL. You know, um, it's not something that you're really going to get with a, a regular like March Madness campaign, unfortunately. Uh, that's true. And let me play devil's advocate from like some of like the executive staff. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have enough compliance to handle like mm -hmm. the infrastructure of deal flow and skin. <laughs> he said, "Like, <laughs> hey, figure it out." That's why we got athletics here. You you gotta you you gotta figure it out. And I'll I'll um I'll I'll give some love to the universities because I think they've been put in a pretty unique position to kind of like go against the grain. And you know, this is something that's like traditionally never happened before. So a lot of people had to be forward thinking. They were forced to. You know, they had to yeah. create different partnerships with compliance house platforms and, you know, provide opportunities to understand what's going on, you know, um, through their through the athletes. So you, you got to figure it out because yeah. <laughs> if you're against it, you're just not going to last. You know, your student athletes are going to go to another school that has platforms and has partnerships. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's either like you get with it or get out the way. No, exactly. Like, if you, yeah, get with it or get out the way. I love that sentiment. Um, so with that being said, is there like a like dream? Let me not say dream case scenario, but like types of content collaborations that you're looking forward to. You know, you mentioned mm -hmm. merch. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like every athlete student should have some sort of merch mm -hmm. or apparel, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the affiliate marketing space. So like maybe you don't have mm -hmm. your own products, but your favorite mm -hmm. products that you can represent. Um, mm -hmm. Or is it more like, all right, co content collaborations? Like, what are you most it's excited about? It's I'm excited for every bit and piece of NIL because to your point, there's athletes that have, you know, probably worked with family members or different resources that they've had 
to create their own merch lines, you know, create their mm-hmm. own logos and sell it. You know, people may buy it, may, you know, they may get their own like independent cash, cash opportunities from that. I think the content that can be created, you know, whether a brand has the IP rights to the university or not with someone on a campus, amplifying a brand is going to be massive because there's, you know, you think of all the power fives and even a lot of the mid-majors, there's tens of thousands of people on these campuses that are following their every move where they're like, you know, not necessarily like their star athlete, but the athlete that has a pretty dope nickname. Yeah, that's <laughs> you true. Know? Um, there's this massive opportunity. I'm definitely excited about content. I think merch too, like imagine a brand, well, not a brand, I'm sorry. Imagine an athlete selling, you know, their sneakers, their socks, their shorts on a platform where people could kind of like <laughs> yeah. bid, you know, for that amount. You know, it's just, it's it's unlimited opportunity. It's, it's so much, man. I, it's not one point that I'm specifically, you know, more key in on or more excited about itself. I'm just, I'm excited to change the lives of these student athletes personally. No, that's amazing. And obviously, you know, um, there has been, you know, talks about, well, these players are even younger. It's going to mm-hmm. f- affect team chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we make sure? And what I love about that athletic, what you guys are doing is you guys are providing education. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of these players are going to be making a lot of money, but how do they mm-hmm. handle it from a financial mm-hmm. literacy standpoint? Mm-hmm. So you're asking how should they? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, like, like best like words of advice, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you got this basic comp- concepts like budget, you know, mm-hmm. allocate, paying yourself first, mm-hmm. making sure you allocate for taxes, mm-hmm. like those basic things. But is there anything with your experience, you know, working on mm-hmm. the brand side, working at mm-hmm. Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. understanding the landscape of young athletes mm-hmm. um, at this level? Is there any advice that you would have? Save more than you spend. Okay. Um, hire an accountant (laughs) to help you. If you're looking to bring in big bucks, um, don't get lost in the sauce. A wise man once said that (laughs) a few years ago, don't get lost in the sauce. Um, It's not necessarily something I fear, but it's something that I've heard that just more of like the, the baby boomers, they're scared that the athletes won't work as hard in their athletics because they already have money coming in because traditionally they've been working so hard to make those meetings on a professional level. Yeah. I don't, I don't fear that. I think the, the generation of athletes that we're following right now, they know how to balance and they'll work with platforms such as ours that, you know, help them with scheduling and make it seamless. Like they won't, they won't have to work, but less than probably like 20, 25 minutes a day to accept, decline, you know, scroll through, see who's offering opportunities. It's massive. But all in all, my advice to student athletes would be save more than you spend and make sure you're building the right team and working alongside the right partners. Uh, that's what it's all about. Um, I know I know it's a busy day. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you're closing deals, working <laughs> with athletes, getting them onboarded. For any student athlete or athlete student, Mm-hmm. Can brands, I mean, sorry, not, can agents get on this platform or is it strictly for athlete students and brands? We're, we're willing to work with whomever, you know, if an athlete has a representative that they want to vet out their process, we, mm-hmm. we have a part of that with the platform um, where we're open to it. Uh, we, we understand people that, you know, have been through this process, want to vet it out for the athlete and don't leave them vulnerable. Um, so that's definitely something that we, we are open with, open to. That's a great question. 
Perfect. And then in terms of how can, you know, people get on the platform, where can mm -hmm. they find it? We're going to have all the information in the show yeah. notes for those that are listening. Mm -hmm. um, but how can they get on the platform and yeah. how can they connect with you? I'd say follow us on social media um, on at athletic.io on Instagram, A-T-H-L-Y-T-I-C dot um, I-O on Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at athletic. Uh, you can you can follow me on social media um, at Jared Umer, J A R E D uh, E U M M E R. Um, just just reach out, man. Um, we we're taking conversations on a a la carte basis. We're we're not turning anyone down. You know, for myself, it's a holiday weekend. I'm making myself available. I got a vacation next week uh, with my girlfriend who's celebrating her birthday. I'll probably be taking some calls there. <laughs> uh, don't get in trouble <laughs> <laughs> but uh let's let, definitely just reach out and sign up on the platform the link is in our bio um, we have a link tree again uh follow us on our platforms athlytic.io on instagram as well as athlytic on twitter um just reach out man we're, we're here to help uh, exactly. So we're going to have all that information in the show notes. Thank you so much, Jared. I think it's really important that, you know, people understand the available options that they have um, mm -hmm. to take advantage of NIL and, you know, being able to make money off their name, image and likeness. Um, mm -hmm. But with that being said, um, before I let you go, do you have any last piece of advice for any athlete students, any book that like kind of changed the game for you, mm -hmm. um, different things like that? Great question. Um, I, that's a great, great question. If you're interested in marketing, I sh I'd send you over to a podcast, uh, CMO Moves. Okay. Um, I, I love Out of Office by Katie and Rich Kleiman. Yeah, that's a game, um, game changer too. I, uh, I want to hone in on, you know, what we've been speaking about uh, previously. Save more than you spend, man. Uh, don't get lost in the sauce. Um, this is a massive opportunity. But no one wants to be the guy that, you know, just kind of like crashed. Yeah. You know, um, you'll be famous forever for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> save, save more than you spend. You know, um, when you receive opportunities, make sure you're sharing them with it, with your community. Um, be be compliant and be uh, transparent with your university officials. Um, just be present and reach out, man. Um, I'm here to help. Uh, a lot of people are here to help, you know, um, ultimately we're, we're looking to change lives. So, um, yeah, be a, be a part of the change and put yourself out there. Yeah. That's what it's all about. You know, you, people, yeah, they can't support what they can't see. So you got to put exactly. yourself out there. You got to tell your stories, got to share your experiences and mm -hmm. uh, make sure you guys follow um, athletic. They're doing a lot of amazing things. I love to you guys. It's like 30 days of thread leading up to mm -hmm. NIL. That was a mm -hmm. lot of great information. And yeah make sure people tap in. So appreciate you. And uh, I know it's going to be a busy time for you and uh, enjoy. You too, man. Appreciate the time. Um, definitely appreciate you having me on, a, on this platform. No, nah, no worries, man. Catch you soon. Keep in touch. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast episode. For more information, check out the show notes and go to our website, www.afrugalathlete.com. If you enjoyed, please leave a favorable rating and review and share and subscribe. Thank you so much.